this moment, you are new. You may have had a really hard day where things just did not go the way you expected them to. And you could feel the stress of that inside you. You could feel the weight of that on your shoulders right now. So what I'd love for you to do is take a slow breath in. And on your exhale, let all of that go. Because every moment is a fresh moment. Every moment is an opportunity to start again. You see, that stuff may have happened then, but you are still here now. That's how you know you're greater than any storm that may have risen. Your spirit is stronger. You are not broken. You are more complete than you could ever know. So let that thought go. You don't need it any longer. And choose to be here now. To be who you are rising sun hello 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 everybody thank you for joining the rising sun i am sean elliott russell one of your hosts and i am ray pettis one of your other hosts and today we have a very special guest in the house we have arm the neutral is that how we should address you or should we That's go by good. your government name <laughs> no arm the neutral we have arm the neutral in the house everybody give him a big round of applause <laughs> It's amazing. I can't believe you're here. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I'm glad that we could have you before you take off on your new adventure to Austin for for several months. And uh, and the topic that you want to bring tonight is an interesting topic, and it completely ties into everything that we're talking about, and it is alchemy. And for those of you out there who are not familiar with alchemy, he's going to... Uh, kind of define it and familiarize us because I don't know that much about it but when I have read about it it's in context to the spiritual uh, text that I've read or books or lectures or what have you because from what I understand it really is about changing something and trying to get gold out of out of something so gold being the metaphor for the self or for you know your true nature and the other stuff being the other stuff the conditioning mm-hmm. that we have so please, without further to do, introduce us to this world of alchemy. All right. Well, uh, the most important phrase uh, I suggest you start off with is the phrase as above, so below. And that's actually the phrase that I named my album over, uh, as above, so below. Uh, I chose alchemy to uh, base my album on. I felt my lyrics were a little too literal and I wanted something to be more abstract to match the weirdness of the music. And I just came across alchemy and I just thought, you know, this goes perfectly with the music. And uh, so I started uh, reading up on it. And uh, what alchemy is, it's a discipline that comes from a philosophy called Hermeticism. And Hermeticism is based off the writings of the legendary Hermes Trismegistus. And uh, he's based off of the Egyptian god Thoth. And he's also mixed with the Greek god Hermes. So in alchemical mythology, they're one in the same and the supposed writings i mean a lot of these writings that are not dated and they could have been written by anybody and there's attributed to him but uh nonetheless uh that's where hermeticism comes from and that's where alchemy comes from now the goals of alchemy is just to improve everything on every level and under the credo as above so below uh you can uh transmute things on Everybody's only familiar with the chemical level, you know, lead into gold, but there's also the physiological level, the psychological level, the 
societal level, the planetary level, the spiritual level. And the, and the thought is, if you change one thing on one level, it also changes things on all other levels because we don't live in a vacuum. You know, things have chain reactions. So changing one thing, one person is going to have an effect on the society. Changing something in, in society is going to also have an effect on the individual person. So um, interconnection. Yes. Yeah, everything's connected. Causality. Uh, they also take uh, uh, metaphors from fractal theory. Yes. So, <laughs> Ray loves yeah. fractals. <laughs> I love yeah, fractals. Yeah, those, are, those are some trippy, like, uh, GIFs and video, short little videos of things being, you know, zoomed into and just repeating. Or yeah. you take, like, a tree and you turn it upside down and it looks like lightning. Right. You know, stuff like that. Like, um, things are repeated. There's patterns. And... Um, the patterns of the universe. Patterns yeah. of the universe. <laughs> I definitely look at the ocean, it seems, apparent, uh, uh, especially, in order to find a metaphor for my own spiritual journey. Because everything, I could really find it in the ocean. So when I'm dealing with a strong emotion, I can remind myself that the ocean isn't destroyed by a wave. Because it's not. So I know that it's not gonna, an emotion can't destroy me. But that's that's my own metaphor, and everywhere I look, really, you can see how parts in nature can really guide you and put you back in center for your own spiritual journey. Because we are life, we are that you know that we're looking at. So why would we not use them as examples? Yeah, yeah. And getting to the the spiritual part, um, I mean, alchemy is everybody thinks of it as strictly just proto-chemistry, but it was also proto-psychology. They really were interested in learning about the faculties of the mind. And to them, uh, in that in ancient times, the psyche and the spirit were one and the same. They call it the, the nous, mm -hmm. which is what the intellect is. And uh, to them, a person has the nous, their own individual intellect, but they have something called the, the anima mundi, which is the soul of the world. Mm -hmm. And they thought the world as a whole has its own intellect as well. So the spirit and the psyche to them are one and the same. So when I say uh, if you're not a, a spiritual or religious person, then just think I'm talking, then just take it as I'm talking about the mind. If you are a spiritual person, you can also uh, say that I'm talking about the spirit. It's one and the same to them. So Yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. You, you can find the correlations between psychology, spirituality, and even the, some biblical texts. Or, or even texts in, in different religions. There's definitely... Yeah. And then on the science level, even science, quantum physics, you can find a uh, correlation between all that stuff. So it's really just what your preference, what your language is that you want to speak about it in. If you want to talk about spirituality, then we could take it on the level of spirit. If you want to talk about psychology, then we could take it on the level of consciousness or mm -hmm. uh, uh, what is it? Oh, the ego or the mm -hmm. superego or the uh -huh, id the or what have you. The archetypes, right? Yeah. Quantum yeah. physics, we're talking about the mind or the spirit would be the same as the field of potentiality. Yeah. So you still have it in there. Yeah. And even in uh, in a biblical sense, you would be talking about like the Holy Spirit or yeah. Christ consciousness yeah. would be would be the same so you can really find it in every yeah you can apply alchemy to many things not just psychology and uh chemistry but there's christian alchemists uh islamic alchemists like uh isaac newton one of the most famous alchemists he was devout alchemist devout christian mm -hmm. and so alchemy is really just uh symbols and metaphors it's an archetypal machine 
that you can put anything in. You can put your religious beliefs in, your your moral beliefs in, your ethics in. Yeah. Uh, your you can put your body through through it too, through diet and exercise, and become more uh, healthy. You know, you can do anything. You can, it's just ar- archetypal steps that you can apply to anything, and it's just about improving anything on any level. And when you improve anything on any level, you're improving everything else on every other level. So um, that's like one of the most important things. I guess I can Ray talk about smiling the, over there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. smiling yeah. from ear to ear, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the here's the sixty four thousand dollar question: What is the secret that they found to quote unquote turn lead into gold? What was the if there if it could be summed up? You know what was their uh, method? I guess or their practice to turn lead lead into gold. Uh, I th- that was a um, well, because al- alchemists they were uh, being persecuted by religious fanatics, mm-hmm. and not only that, it was occult. Because back then, it thought it was only for people who are worthy of these secrets. Today, it's a crumbling ideology. We think everybody's worthy now, and uh, so they obscured their uh, their messages through these uh, obscure chemical formulas and obscure images that if a religious fanatic or an authority figure were to stumble upon them they wouldn't know what they were mm-hmm. and it would save them for persecution so they came up with the myth of the philosopher's stone and that was the source of all perfection once you create that and uh i guess one of the easiest uh metaphors they could have uh could get across to somebody was turning something like lead or any base metal into gold and um, so you can apply that to anything, the lead of the uh, undeveloped consciousness into the gold of a fully realized soul. Right. So it, that's, where the, that's where the story comes from. It's mostly fear of persecution, which is why alchemy has a bad name. I mean, somebody accused my music of being satanic, even though my music is probably like the most uh, optimistic music you'd probably <laughs> hear this year. Right. right. <laughs> it's all about uh, connecting with others. It's all about appreciating the world. It's all about the duality of being an individual and unique person, but also another person in society. So you're special as a person, but you, you're you just another member of society at the same time. Yeah. So it really is optimistic. The whole point is you can turn, you can transmute anything and um i guess the other point i gotta make because alchemy comes from hermeticism and another thing that comes on hermeticism is a very um a very mistaken thing called astrology and people today they think it's just knowing your sign when you were born and it predicts what personality you have which it totally misses the point of astrology Uh astrology is about uh the thought of there are forces beyond our control that we can't control and that determine our fate and in modern like today it's like these unknown forces that people we don't know from these metadims like wall street capitol hill hollywood madison avenue silicon valley um you know who are these people I and mean, they have a huge impact of our life on our lives and uh sometimes they could direct the paths of our lives even though we don't even know who they are what they're actually doing mm-hmm. and the point of astrology is to get that point across that there's forces beyond ourselves that we can't control and alchemy comes in and says you can never you can't get rid of these forces these invasive forces but you can transmute them and you know we have all this um huh. earlier i was posting this is. 
on uh, social media. That's the message I was, finding, <laughs> yeah. I was searching for. Yeah, so we're, right there. like, everything we post on social media and everything, I was posting this uh, podcast myself. And um, and because of our online presence, we're, we lose a lot of privacy, you know? Right. And it's bad. It's invasive. And these forces, we don't know who's checking up on us, the NSA or whatever. But on the flip side, we can take the, these same invasive forces, the Internet, and turn them into an empowering force. Yes. And you see, we, we create these event pages and we share them and, and the activism online and stuff like that. It's a way to get both the, the yin and yang of that. We right. lost privacy, but at the same time, we're empowering ourselves yeah. for it. Yes. I so, was watching this talk uh, with Eckhart Tolle. He had a live uh, feed that you could see, and he was talking about, oh, it wasn't even that. It was on a recorded one. And somebody asked him, what's the day in the life of Eckhart totally you know he's like well it's pretty normal i don't really do much i like to read every now and then and i take a lot of time to walk in nature and be still there's always time to be still and he said i'm an introvert so i really appreciate my privacy but now i don't really have a lot of privacy and i've accepted that and i've surrendered to my cause but there was a point when he first started he said in england uh where he had a workshop and like one person showed up it was before he had written the book or whatever <laughs> he said i had all the privacy in the world but it all the teachings were only reaching uh-huh. a certain <laughs> amount now yeah. i have no privacy but the teachings are very widespread so you know you have yeah. to you all we live in a world of duality so you're gonna have to to gain one thing here uh-huh. you're gonna have to give it somewhere else opportunity you just have costs to, and everything right yeah. you're just gonna have to understand that and and work within it and it's the same thing like you were saying, even on an online presence. You give up your anonymity, but you also get a, a wider base in order yeah. to spread a message or to find a lost dog or, you know, any of this stuff. But Dude. Yeah. <laughs> on, a, on a quick side note, because I do not want to forget it, and we should definitely talk about it on, a, on another show. You're speaking about astrology. This past weekend... Arlene and I went to this workshop at Infinite Love, and we didn't really know what it was going to be about. It was it was uh, it was coined as "Find Your Purpose" type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. So okay, let's go check it out, and it's free. Yeah. This lady, her name is Tuck Self. She's out of uh, you can find her at the Rebel Bell B E L L E dot com. She does this thing called the Human Design, and it's it was founded in 1987, right? And it's it's the same as like numerology. You have to give your birthplace the time the exact time if you can and your birth date and then it combines i the i ching it combines the i ching it combines astrology numerology what else the, the chakras uh some mandala thing and something else i'm a skeptic about this stuff but when i got my chart <laughs> <laughs> hold on <laughs> hold, hold on it was it was like this person had followed me around my whole life wrote it down and then handed it to me and it was like here you go just in case you forgot all the check this out this is literally just a small part of it as they go through and it's talking about my uh, type right as they go through it, they are constantly internalizing what is revealed and how this impacts them. After synthesizing the impact, they then share the results with the world or at least their local community. 
Because society judges some experiments as failures, the third line carries the moniker of martyr. I'm a martyr slash uh, heretic is my, is my type. The fifth line kicks in to share these results of these experiments, experiences in a projected way. In a broadcast like a movie projector, they not only say, here is what I learned, but also add, this is how you should change your behavior or yourself to benefit from the truth I have discovered. Hey, it's you, man. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just a small part. It's crazy. So if you're listening out there, for all our listeners, check out. You can Google uh, the human design and you can get a free chart or you can go to rebelbell.com and get a free chart. And she does the readings and and it is it's wicked <laughs> how accurate it is you know <laughs> but anyway let's get back to, <laughs> get back to i didn't want to forget to put that in because i was excited for two yeah, days yeah i'm like i gotta know more about this, yeah. this chart thing. um so alchemy you you said the message that i was that i was hoping yeah. that you would get to is that you can't avoid them yeah or fight them really yeah right but you can transmute them yeah and there's seven stages seven archetypal stages mm-hmm. i'll just read them out a brief description of them kind of like the episode where ingrid was on here talking about the seven chakras right that's more of the east and this Western is seven alchemy there's seven stages of transmutation oh, seven what is lo- it about the seven number seven I'm, seven seven what is it because <laughs> I, I guess because al- well there's eastern alchemy chinese alchemy uh-huh. indian alchemy so i'm pro- pretty sure there was cross uh, oh yeah uh, influence yeah. I mean, alchemy comes from Greece. It comes from Egypt. It comes from right. Italy. You know, it's it's isn't, everywhere. In Christianity, isn't seven the number of God? Well, it took seven days, right? He rested seven on the seventh. Seven days, yeah, seventh day. Yeah. On the seventh day, seventh day. Yeah, and then, and the, then I know I, the seven seven seven. I don't know what that means, but seven. I know it's like the opposite of six 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 or something. <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't that on the show or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the number of the people that were moving on up wasn't that the number on the apartment George seven, and seven, seven. no that was another one. Oh, okay there's another one okay <laughs> all right because so that's seven, that's you hit seven 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 and that's the jackpot <laughs> that's true <laughs> sevens baby <laughs> so the first stage and i have a song called transmutation and i pretty much just lay out all the stages for you um but anyways um the first step is calcination that's when you like burn something and uh reduce it to ashes mm-hmm. and the whole point of alchemy is kind of like a meditation what you're doing in the lab is supposed to reflect what you're doing in your mind at the same time right and you're alone in your lab and alchemists are very reclusive so these what you're transmuting in front of you it's like a mirror of what's in your mind also right and um so so you have to burn it yeah, to ashes first burn it to ashes so you have to and on the psychological level it's it's more of a humbling process where you destroy your ego destroy your um, just attachment to, to that, material yeah. possessions yeah. and on like you can apply that to other levels on the societal levels who are the ones that you know reduce things and build them up new they're the revolutionaries mlk gandhi right. uh, jesus christ right uh, sometimes that even happens in our life that happens in our life without us doing it yeah for instance, I, I'm sure probably all three of us can point to a time in our lives where we were just shaken to our roots. I say it's shaken to the roots because then it, it forces all of that stuff to fall to the ground and you are left bare. And that's when usually people feel groundless and they're just searching and that feels like death, you know, because yeah. you don't know what to do. So that would be the equivalent of burning it to ashes. Yeah. You know, going right back to the bare bones and yeah. getting rid of all illusions. Yeah, that you had up until that moment. Yeah, and and what you're actually transmuting, they call it the. It's a Latin phrase, 
it's called the Prima Materia. And I mean, if you know Spanish, you know a lot of these Latin phrases already. Uh, so that'll help you actually understand alchemy a lot easier than uh, nice. most I, people would. I know zero Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Yo so, hablo espanol un so the, poco. Yeah. <laughs> so the prime material can be anything, and on um, the psychological level, it's your, your consciousness. Uh-huh. Uh, so after that, uh, and, you know, on the planetary level, it could be like when the Earth was molten lava, you know, mm-hmm. and no life on it yet, you know, on the societal level, like revolutionaries, you know. The next stage is dissolution, and that's when you dissolve it. And then on the on the psychological level, you break down uh, more parts of the psyche, and your conscious lets go of stuff like bias and regret, your doubts, your personal hangups, your, uh, your the hold that uh, culture and social hierarchy has on you. You know, you let that part go. You know, the next stage is separation, where you uh, filter to separate the materials. And then uh, it's like when you're uh, reclaiming the parts that you rejected uh, uh, earlier and now you're discarding what you don't need in your psyche anymore. And, you know, you can apply that to other things like, um, like on the, the social level. It's when you separate people into countries and cities or the planetary level where uh, the molten lava cools and forms land masses and continents, you know. It's like the Earth went through its own phases as well society goes through the phases as well the chemicals go through these phases your psyche goes through these phases the next stage is conjunction and that's when you're um you're finished combining the saved material in your psyche is when you unite the masculine and feminine parts of your psyche and uh trying to get wholeness just like why carl jung was so influenced by alchemy because his individuation process was based on this process the magnum opus and um on the societal level, it could be forming crafts and technology to master the environment. The planetary level could be the primordial life forms forming. You know, it's getting more complex, just like uh, Terrence McKenna, the guy who promoted I love I Terrence Ching, McKenna. He spoke mm-hmm. a lot about, um, I forgot what he called it, novelty theory, where he believed the universe is the engine for novelty. Mm-hmm. Things get more and more complex. We get more and more complex. Society gets more and more complex. Everything's uh increasing in novelty so uh this phase pretty much um is a good point to bring that up on and then um fermentation is the next stage um you know of course fermenting with like bacteria um but it's more like saying there's two parts to this it's death and resurrection isn't it yeah. fermenting you can think of it as yeah it starts changing changing by combining and things yeah yeah and this one in, in alchemical mythology, they Ooh, have something and called... And it has uh, to sit. And it, it has, has to sit still yeah. to ferment. And that's, yeah. that's the point. Like, it's not a quick process. It, yeah. it, the magnum opus means the great work, and that's what it is. It's work. Yeah. It takes a lot of effort. It's like really looking into a mirror because we're really stubborn. So this is like a lot of work to put yourself through to change yourself. I mean, oh, yeah. nobody wants to change. Your brain does not want you to change. You know, I, I forgot who I heard it from. It's like your brain is not uh, designed to to thrive. It's designed to survive. Yeah. So this may sound easy, yeah. like, oh, I'm just saying a bunch of words. And trust me, this is easier said than done because we're all stubborn. And um, so this is a phase when you go just step by step, I find it a lot easier to change yourself. Mm-hmm. And um, in alchemical mythology, they have something called the hermaphroditic child. It's a body with a male head and a female head attached on the same body. 
And so when you see that, I'm just trying to clear it up because you've probably seen images when you were looking up alchemy and just like, what do these images mean? Mm -hmm. That's one of them. And that's just the masculine and feminine parts of the psyche hmm. coming together. The positive, the negative, the conscious, the unconscious, the yin, the yang, yeah. the sun and the moon, you know, all these symbols is pretty much just opposites coming together. And then um, it dies and is reborn as a whole, you know, and then distillation is the last step of purification, distill it, boil it, condense it. And it's just getting the last parts of your uh, deeply emerged id out of there. And um, then the last stage is <laughs> the last stage is coagulation. It's just thickening, letting it sit there. And uh, on the psychological level, it's, sit it's the new, the new confidence that you have, the new lens that you're now seeing the world through. Yeah. And uh, so that's. Oh, man. Dude. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. It's, bit, it's very watered down, but um, no, I'm hopefully I love the way you put it. I love the way you put it. That was beautiful, uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's it, man. As, as he was saying the stages, yeah. I'm thinking back on my own journey, and I'm yeah. going, "Yep, yep, yeah. yep." Yeah. I oh, can see beautiful. that. Yep, I can see that one. Yep, I got yeah. that one. Because <laughs> it really is. You're burnt down, right? So let's put it in in spiritual terms. Since yeah. it's a spiritual show. Yeah. So anybody that's listening that, that speaks a spiritual language, let's put it uh -huh. in, in those terms for them. So first, you're, you get to a point where you're shaken, because I think most people that go on a spiritual journey have reached a point where nothing else is working. I know that's what happened with me, yeah. where I just reached a point where I tried you know, hobbies, and I tried this, and distractions and everything to make the pain go away, and it just would not go away. So you get to a point where you have to turn inward in order to do that yeah. and once you turn inward all bets are off <laughs> you don't have to stay inward and that's where the work comes in because yeah. it's a lot of work yeah. to a lot of willpower that we all have to say i'm gonna really look at myself and try to put my own bias of myself which in itself is kind of strange yeah. aside right you can't be biased when looking at yourself even though that's where bias comes yeah. from uh -huh. so then you have that and then you start, like you said, you start picking apart the different parts and you start to realize these different illusions that are that have been created or basically just the ego or identity uh, image, you could call it, you know, the self image that you've created up until a certain point. I am a superstar. I am a sports player. I am this. And a lot of the images come from identifying function with identity. So. I am a talk show host, right? And then I go around for the rest of the day, and I'm like, I'm a talk show host. I'm a talk show host. <laughs> not even doing the talk show host thing, but that's my identity, right? I'm a talk show host. Yeah, yeah. And then I got to protect that for the rest of the day because that's what I am. And anything that, that makes that, that attacks that is going to make me feel bad. So you start to look at those, oh, right? Man. And you start to say, wait a minute. That's not necessarily true. That's not really who I am. It's just a belief. It's just a thought. So you start to get rid of those. And in the process of getting rid of those, you realize what is true, what doesn't leave, what hasn't changed, which would be your consciousness or the witness or the who of the who am I, right? The subject, the forever subject. That's the one thing that's clean, that hasn't changed. And then there seems to be a point where it was there was a separation right one of the stages was separation where you say okay i'm the witness and that other stuff is the other stuff so there's me the witness the subject and then there's that other stuff that's coming and going and it doesn't touch me haha ha. like there's a space that seems to be created 
But then there's a point when you realize there is no space because the one that is saying, I am the witness, even that is just a thought. That's just a belief that's creating separation. Because once you stop saying things, once you stop using words, especially <laughs> the I, the me, or the my, I, right, I'm going to use it in this term, the witness and the thing being witnessed is one experience. So then they come back, it comes back together. And you realize this is a whole. Especially when you're not thinking of yourself, but when you're just immersed. You ever watch TV or a movie? And then at the end of the movie, you realize that you weren't even like, concerned with yourself you were almost in the tv watching the movie because you have then become the thing that you're witnessing it's one you are now one with the thing you're witnessing when you don't say something to separate yourself from it so then you become still with that right that was another what was it what was that one it was like the fifth fermentation it was the fermentation right it was the fermentation where you then become still because that is a trippy thing to realize that wait a minute i'm none of this other stuff so what in the world am i if i'm together with all of this and then as it's fermenting and as you're being still now you're not trying to figure it out but that seems to be when the insights start to come or you start to get graced with the insights and the understanding of what you truly are and what everything is and how whatever your consciousness is is what ray is or what you are so our experience is exactly the same we are the same consciousness, same as in an atom or in an ant, you know, same thing. And then after that, then everything starts to come whole. It starts to come whole. And then you see it through that new light, like you said, and the separation is gone. And now you're left with gold. The one thing that was there the whole time. Yeah. The that's whole why I like time. The, uh, that's why I wish in the first Harry Potter movie, when he found the Philosopher's Stone, I wish they did more with that because uh-huh. he was looking for the stone before Voldemort gets the stone and what is how does he find it he looked in a mirror and he and it's in his pocket there you go you know I wish they emphasized that more I wish they emphasized it more yeah Yeah. there you go this uh this uh this person I love to listen to his name's Papaji his message is really don't do anything stop stop the search don't do anything just keep quiet stop the search because you are what you are looking for and as long as you keep saying i'm looking for something you're never going to find it because then you create something that needs to be found when it's just you the whole time and it's chasing your tail and that's crazy man the alchemy is yeah is right an, on point it's beautiful there's like yeah. an easier i guess like a, a even more condensed way to explain it through color the three phases called the negredo the albedo and the rubedo and that means the blackening, the whitening, the reddening. So nigredo, you're blackening, you're burning it. It mm-hmm. becomes black, it becomes ash. And then there's something called the cauda pavonis, which is Latin for the peacock's tail. And just like Isaac Newton, an alchemist who's looking for that, made the light prism, you know, made the the rainbow come out of the light. Right. Uh, the light comes to you after the blackening because you got rid of some stuff. Now you have room for new thoughts and ideas to come in. And it first hits you like a, an array of colors, like like a rainbow, disorganized. But once you got it all figured out, it comes together to form white light. Right. The whitening. And then the reddening is the activating of it. Like red meaning like like active. And the point of alchemy is um, the end result is that you have to apply it out in the real world. It It's, it's no good to just, um, you know, your talents, your abilities. You got to use it for the, for the rest of the world. 
And so the activation process is very important as well. Yeah. So that I mean that's just a new more condensed. You could just explain it in colors. Wow, that's so. amazing. Yeah. The prism is another there's another metaphor I hadn't even occurred to me but it really is as i was sitting there uh the other day because i'm i'm it's not like i'm at the gold stage you know what i mean like i'm still working through it but i've definitely gone through some of the other stages and then you regress for a second and then mm. you know you're mm. human you're yeah. working on it like you said it's the grand what is it the magnum grand, opus the magnum, magnum opus, opus. So the great work the great work yeah yeah takes a little bit it's yeah 36 years of conditioning here that i'm trying to it's eh, hard to, trying undo. to get back to the yeah when i came out the womb <laughs> but um but the prism the prism is a perfect example yeah. that disorganized all light. one just, light yeah it comes from the same light separate and parts. you put it together into white light right yeah it's still light yeah it's just separate part or even mm. yourself if you're if you're out there and you're and you're working on observance you're the observer of the things that are arising within you but you're still that white light and you can think of yourself as one of the colors and the things rising is the other color and it's still just one it's still just one light it's a different your obser- your observation is a different part of the same spectrum you know of the same of the same thing wow that's crazy <laughs> I, i'm i'm uh i'm amazed i was never i never really kn- i read the alchemist it was a great it was a great book i love that book paulo, it's a good paulo coelho yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wonderful book and the message is really you know coming he, back to the yeah to where he started coming back to where he started getting rid of all the other stuff and yeah and, but um, but thank you for stopping by and thank you for sharing that. Yeah, with, and this is just like us. surface level. There's so much now. <laughs> so many images. It's it, you can't cover it in 30 minutes. It's something you have to dedicate yourself to. It's a discipline, right? After all, I don't have a lab myself, but if I did, it would be cool. I've, I've heard it's a really like trippy experience, like alone in room. Because these alchemists, they had to meditate on them because. You know, back then, they didn't have safety precautions. They didn't know what reacted with what. So these things could have blown up in your face. You had to like pay really close attention block out everything yeah. else around you they didn't know what what fumes were gonna poison you what not to drink i mean guys can newton drank mercury you know yeah like so it was it'd be really interesting to do that and i feel more uh legit you know making this album about alchemy if i actually did have uh or at least use a lab one time so that's cool there's <laughs> this movie um called milton secret that just came out and you could see it on amazon uh the video that you could stream in and it's in select theaters and it's based on a children's story by eckhart tolle and oh, cool. in it the kid who's probably i think he's probably 14 maybe him and his buddy are doing alchemy Oh wow! They're trying to turn. They have a little spot, like a little shack that they go to, and they're trying to turn uh, anything into gold. And he keeps trying to turn it, and he's doing it for a very good reason. But like you said, at some point things get a little shaky <laughs> because he's just trying different things. He yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. I got yet. a I got a friend, and he's he went through it all, and then uh-huh. whiskey came out. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's, I mean, like it's you crazy. Mind. It's, <laughs> it starts with the mash. You know, yeah. you mix it up. Uh-huh. You let it sit. You know? It ferments. <laughs> and then you distill it. It bubbles up, takes uh-huh. all the impurities out, and then drip, drip, drip the yeah. gold wow. that he's after. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, the gold they would turn, like, wine <laughs> to brandy and stuff like that. They worked with alcohol and everything. So. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Well, thank you again, man. Thank you for coming. Um we have reached the point in the show where uh, that we like to affectionately call the soul, soul call. call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with it. <laughs> uh, you are also you are also a very um, 
uh, what's the word? What is the word I'm looking for? You listen to all the shows. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're an awesome listener. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> Committed or loyal? Loyal. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. You're a loyal listener. A Thank you podcast, for being, yeah. Thank you for being a loyal listener. Yeah. So, as you guys know, we do one thing we're grateful for, one thing we uh, have inspiration, you know, and one intention for the week. So, who wants to kick it off? Anybody? I'll go first. All right, go for All it. All right. Right now, I'm super grateful that Matt came on the show. Uh, I did not know what to expect, <laughs> and I... I was blown away, dude. Blown away. And like you said, it, it was just scratching the surface, but you've listened to the shows, man. It's like you just laid out the the like the like outline of the everything we've been talking about. Yeah, yeah the <laughs> blueprints of everything we've been talking about. Yeah. And you put it in, in this way that just makes awesome sense. And And I'm grateful that you're here and you came. And my intent is that... I'm going to allow myself to feel empowered as as a spiritual alchemist and recognize that I can change whatever lead is holding me down into the gold that will free me. There you go. There you go. Beautiful. <laughs> Want to go next? Uh, yeah. I'm thankful I got to be on this show. I love podcasts, so it's my first podcast appearance. Thank yeah. you, guys. Yeah. Awesome. We got uh, you. <laughs> I mean, I'm thankful for so many things right now in this moment i'm thankful you know i'm about to pursue more of my dreams more of my goals that i have the resources to do that and um my intent is to um take advantage of it not uh not let it go to waste and make the most of it and uh, i guess that's the best i can do do my best not let any of the resources that have been given to me go to waste that's my intent awesome there you go uh i am grateful that you are here I'm grateful that I now know the absolute basics. I'm just going to say the basics, right? The (laughs) surface level Cliff's Notes version (laughs) of alchemy. It's it. It further um, is validation for me personally on the journey that I've been on and how much introspection I've done and really studying. And I just I keep coming across all these things that, that say the same thing. And when you do that inside it makes me feel like yes you know what you're experiencing and what you've been graced with the understanding of and what you're helping to share with other people is truth there is an element of just deep truth to it you know and so i'm very grateful for that thank you and my intention is as it is always to remain as the i am to live as the free limitless boundless uh consciousness that i am constantly so with that, this is where my voice gets low. Oh, yeah. The music comes up. <laughs> Lights dim. <laughs> Lights dim. Lights are shining nice and bright. <clears throat> and we leave you with a final thought. And that final thought is every single one of you, anybody listening, you are an alchemist. You have the capability innately turn anything that is within you that burdens you that troubles you that weighs you down that causes you suffering into that bright luminous everlasting timeless gold so until
until next time, be well and take care.